focus on, on Christ and him crucified. Let's look at the first picture, Dennis. Um, it's a, this is a um, church in Sweden. It's not so clear, but um, if, if I could... I don't have the pointer with me, but just here is the pulpit in that church. Okay? And right across from the pulpit, you can see... A crucifix, okay? Right across from that pulpit is a crucifix. Now, the story, this, this church is in Sweden, southern Sweden, and the story is that in 1716, uh, the pastor of that church prepared a wonderful sermon, of course, was ready to preach it, and in, into the congregation walked the king of Sweden himself, Karl Twelfth, and sat in the congregation there unannounced. And this, this really uh, put the pastor off, was a little bit nervous and was a little bit starry-eyed at the king sitting there. And so he gave up all the sermon that he prepared and he just talked about the king. And he talked about how good the king was, how wonderful the king was, all the things that the king had done for his country. And that's all he talked about in his sermon. And uh, it wasn't long afterwards this big uh, gift arrived for the congregation and, uh, and, the, and the pastor. And they, wrapped up, they unwrapped this gift. And it was this crucifix that's there opposite the pulpit. And it had a note in there from the king saying, I want you to put this uh, somewhere where the person in the pulpit can see it. So that forever, whoever stands in that pulpit will be reminded of their proper subject. <laughs> so the, the, the preacher shouldn't have given up the word of God that he was preaching that day and just talked about the king. That wasn't his subject, to praise the king and talk about the king. It was to talk about Christ. And that's what the king himself had come into the church to hear. And he didn't hear it. So there it was. He put it right there. For the preacher, never to forget it. Okay, in Wittenberg, the next picture is that uh, uh, there's, uh, of course, the famous Church of the Reformation where, where Luther nailed his 95 Theses on the door. But there's another church, which is actually the, the parish church. The, where, where Luther nailed it was the Church of the Nobility, their chapel. But it's a big church. But anyway, the church where everyone went to worship was the Stadtkirche or St. Maria. And that's right in the center of Wittenberg. And since the Reformation, of course, Luther preached there many times. And his message is portrayed in this picture on the altar in that church drawn by uh, Lucas Cranach. And you see Luther there in the pulpit there. And you see the congregation over there. And in the center... What is there? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Just like Paul said in 1 Corinthians, I resolved to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The focus, the center, the message. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the next slide which will give us that text again. I was determined, Paul said, to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, that kind of, Paul is 
focusing on the real center of the message of the good news. It doesn't mean that Paul never talked about anything else. Didn't he talk about the resurrection? Did he just talk about the death of Christ? Of course he talked about the resurrection. First Corinthians, where this comes from, he has a whole chapter on it, chapter 15, on the resurrection. But it is the resurrected, crucified Christ. So it's not separated. The message, none of these messages will be separated from the crucified Christ, which is the center. Even the Gospels, when they talk about Christ risen from the dead, Thomas said, I won't believe it until I see it. And what does he see? What does Thomas see? He sees the wound in his side, the marks where the nails were in. It was the crucified Christ. It wasn't as if the resurrection sort of um, reversed it all and everything was okay. It was a crucified Christ who was risen from the dead. Luke also tells us when, he, when Jesus appeared, they thought, oh, it's a ghost or something. We're seeing a ghost. And Jesus said, a ghost doesn't have flesh and blood. Here I am and here the marks are. See where the nails went in? The crucified Christ rose again, not just as some sort of spirit being, but the crucified Christ rose again. And it's interesting, therefore, that for Paul, um, we might not quite get it because Paul says this is the center and this is the power of God because the cross crucifixion was not just a horrible way of dying. It was at that time a way of shaming someone in death and to show we are in power, we Romans. Look at this, we've got the power. So the cross to people at that time had the message of the power of the empire. When they saw a cross, they shaked in their boots the power of the government. And Paul says, this is the center of my teaching and it's the power of God. So Paul didn't, dis- didn't dismiss the cross as a power, but it wasn't the power of the world. It wasn't the power of the world. It was the power of God. And what sort of power is that? When we look at the cross of Christ, we see someone without power, someone who is killed by the power, the powerful force. But we see there that Jesus, Jesus distra- displays power by utterly giving up power and being helpless and weak on Calvary. And there the Christian message says um, Christ overcame all the forces of evil in that way. It wasn't Christ coming with some sort of supernatural uh, laser beam of showing his power and, dis- and destroying all the power in some violent sort of way. No, it was submitting and letting the powers create suffering and death to him. In a way, we see Jesus... Not, we do see Jesus not exercising greater force, but by renouncing force. And the power that Jesus, and therefore the spirit of Jesus, imparts from the cross is the power of utterly self-giving love. Nothing more and nothing less. 
Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, the cross is where we see God clearly, and that's my message. God's power clearly, so different from the power of the world that would get in there and judge and smash and put, in a, put everyone else down and elevate themselves. Paul knew this, and Paul had this to say about him. He said, because everyone said about Paul, other people said about Paul, who challenged Paul said, Look at the way we speak. We are wise. We are eloquent. We've got a smart way of talking. And they said, look at Paul. He's weak. Therefore, his word can't have power. Ours have power. Look at us. And then they also could say about Paul, look, Paul suffers. Paul went through and Paul had admitted it and said, true, I've suffered, I've been beaten, I've been whipped, I've been in a shipwreck, I've been bitten by a snake, I've been, I've been, he listed everything. And then he ends up by saying, and I've got this thorn in the flesh, which we don't know exactly what it was, but it came kind of, Paul said it was like Satan trying to stop me from doing my work, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed to God three times. He prayed to God, asking that this be taken away. But Paul realized the cross is the center of his life, so he said, when it wasn't taken from him, he said he got this message: "My grace is enough for you. My grace is sufficient for you." And he goes on to show that he learned that this power of Christ is really the Calvary love of Christ. And he said, "Therefore, I don't mind about my weakness." the insults that come to me, the hardships I have to face, the difficulties that come to me, because I know that Christ is with me. And in all these weaknesses that I face, I know that in Christ I am strong. So for Paul, where is the cross in his message? It's right at the center of everything that happened in his life, in fact. So the next picture, um, Dennis will show us, what Luther did for us in the Lutheran Church, at least, is he made this symbol about what his faith is. And where is the cross? Right in the center again. Right in the center. And it always has been and always will be the church's fundamental job to proclaim Jesus Christ and him crucified. If we lose our focus on this, if the cross of Christ moves out of center, if we move out of center, away from the cross, then the message goes wrong. Uh, and we are prone to move the cross out of the centre at times. And I just want to give a little bit of a story about that Kirsten shared during the week. Um, she told this story about her brother, her younger brother, Carl. She gave me permission to tell this story. He was four years old and with his older brother, he wandered away from the house one day, and, and the mother, Kirsten's mother, didn't see, of course, she was washing, wasn't she, at the time, and she didn't see that the little boy had uh, wandered away together with his older brother, and he ended up at a bulldozer with a wincher, and this had pulled his hand into the wincher, and um, too late, the dad saw it and yelled out for help, uh, seeing uh, the little boy, had, his hand had gone there and he'd lost his fingers. They got him to Bundaberg Hospital. Dad put the fingers in some ice to keep it cool, some ice water or something in a bucket. 
and he was evacuated to Brisbane and there was microsurgery performed and one finger was be able to be put back on, apparently. But the story, uh, the reason I'm telling the story is that people, some people around, um, and I don't know what sort of people they were, but they didn't bring the message of the cross into that. They said, certain people said, um, the family must have done something wrong. Therefore, that happened to them. Uh, this kind of judging sort of statement. And the message we get, there, get from there is not the Christ of the cross message, but we get the message of God. There's, you did that, all right, I'm going to smash you with this. Huh? That kind of message. Which last week I started to talk about already. It's a very human message. That's how we might act. Okay, I'm going to get you back because you did something wrong to me. Whereas putting the cross of, the cri of Christ in the center of that, the message would have been that this was a tragic accident. But God wasn't smashing them with this tragic accident. God was there with the family and with Carl. In the suffering Christ, God suffers with us and loves us and shows his love to us even in situations that don't look like it. We can look to Christ and know and trust even when it doesn't look like it that God's love is with us. You know, it's, it's been a little bit like that in some of the messages that have come because a few disasters have happened. So we, I've heard and seen maybe on Facebook, which is not always the best place to get your theology from, <laughs> There might be some good sites there. But anyway, look at the bushfires in Australia. What's happening? God is standing far off and smashing Australia with the bushfires because Australia did this, this and this. And whatever they've done, there can be quite a list. Because Australia probably hasn't been a perfect Christian country. It's not full of Christians in any case. But um, God is judging or is that the way God deals with evil? Where is the cross? And are, are we sort of kicking out the way God dealt with evil by the cross? How does God deal with evil? How does he show it clearly to us? By smashing people, burning with them with bushfires, sending coronavirus? Is Christ on the Calvary cross not enough? It is enough and tells us that God in Jesus would, would carry the pain and suffering of people. That's what he showed on the cross for us. That he doesn't stand far away at a distance pointing the finger and saying, because you did this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to smash you with the latest disaster. One thing that Martin Luther said is that if you are a theologian of the cross, when the message of the cross is central, you call a thing what it really is. Okay? So, for example, we, we tend to try and make things different. So, for example, the bushfire we make it into. We don't say that's a bushfire and it's a tragic thing, the drought, the long, the, the long drought, all that uh, stuff, even people... Um, Deliberately lighting. All those things are the truth of bushfires, huh? And lots of other things um, led to the bushfires. But we turn it into 
God is judging people. Or we might like to turn things around, like someone has cancer and uh, people, well-meaning people say things like this. They might come and visit and you're there and you're the family with someone in cancer and it's a tragic diagnosis, it's terminal and someone might, in well-meaning, I have to say, say, everything happens for a reason. It's kind of ignoring what's right there before you, the cancer and the, the tragedy that the people are feeling. Huh? Kind of not really saying what's there. Huh? Maybe there's another time when they can say it. Maybe they are being sensitive. I don't know. But, but Luther was saying, when something happens, we say what it is huh? and we don't gloss over it or change it into something else. People going through a tragic diagnosis are going through a tragic diagnosis. People who have gone through the bushfires have gone through the tragic tragedy of the bushfires. They are real things that have happened to people. And the cross is the cross. It was the suffering of Christ for us. We can't gloss over it. It was something real. This is what Martin Luther would say. Call a thing what it is and put the cross of Christ in the center there because that's the message where we will see the power of God, which is the power of his love being shown to us clearly. And so I believe that Kirsten knows that message, even though her family heard all sorts of other messages. You did this, your family did this, and that uh, didn't much bring any um, strength from God's word to them at the time, but certainly Kirsten trusts in Christ at the center and gains hope from that and knew that uh, Jesus was suffering with them too. And, may, and maybe, and we also can bring that message into the people's lives. Suffering is suffering. Sickness is sickness. Evil is evil. A tragic accident is a tragic accident. And the cross of Christ is the cross of Christ. It is what it is, and it is where it is, at the center. And we are followers and believers of God who came and showed himself in Christ, turning everything upside down. Just look, look what he did. He washed people's feet. Um, he waited on tables. He turned things uh, around. So also on the cross of Christ, he turned everything around and showed Calvary love in that place of weakness. That's God's revelation to you in Christ. Are you ready to share that message with the world? Have that at the center of your life and that's the message that you bring to demonstrate to others that you are in relationship with or outside of our fellowship to bring that message, to get near to people, to pray for people in the spirit of Jesus who identified with the sufferer and the sinner at the cross of Christ and offered himself to God on our behalf. So with Paul, let's make that message. Again, we see it. I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Let's make that uh, the center of our message. Let's not uh, look and see the king sitting amongst us and go off on to some other sort of message or whatever else is coming amongst us. Let's see the cross of Christ as the center and the focus of where we see God, God's power most clearly in his love for you 
in his Calvary love for you. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.